When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The old world is dying. The new world struggles to be born. Now is the time of monsters. With those words from Gramsci, I welcome you to Morbid Symptoms, uh, the podcast of the Time of Monsters newsletter. And uh, we're very happy to be here now at the Nation magazine, our new home. And uh, today I want to take up the shooting um, in Buffalo, uh, that um, uh, racist um, mass murder uh, that was uh, motivated um, seemingly from the alleged shooter's manifesto by this, an an ideology uh, of white replacement. And there's been a lot of discussion now, you know, like um, uh, about the fact that, you know, this is an ideology, not just of a extremist fringe, but, you know, increasingly uh, mainstream idea and a mainstream idea promoted on um, Fox News. Um, And as this discussion has gone on, uh, Glenn Greenwald, uh, formerly of The Intercept, a, re- a reporter of some note um, went on a kind of counteroffensive, uh, and uh, he's someone who has often appeared on the um, Tucker Carlson show and uh, on Fox, and he uh, basically uh, wrote a long uh, newsletter screed uh, that uh, alleged uh, uh, made a variety of arguments. One of which is that while there's you know shooters of all different varieties motivated by different ideologies. There have been shooters on the left and you know nobody would blame uh, the Democratic Party or MSNBC for that. Um, and, but the second part of the argument that he made, um, which I think is, one should see is a little bit distinct, is the idea that the uh, Tucker Carlson himself has, can't be seen as having anything in common with the shooter. Uh, and basically saying that, um, Tucker Carlson actually uh, is someone who um, believes that the proper citizenship of the United States is multiracial and that Black Americans and Latin Americans and Asian Americans are every bit as much U.S. citizens with all the claims of rights and protections that every, uh, as every other American citizen. Um, so I wanted to take up uh, what Greenwald said um, with uh, Owen Higgins, uh, who runs the, uh, the Flashpoint newsletter, uh, very uh, active writer and podcaster, um, and who's written a fair bit about the, this relationship between Tucker Carlson and Glenn Greenwald and the way that over the last basically a few years, uh, Greenwald has become um, the kind of uh, major defender of uh, uh, Tucker Carlson uh, has gone for, uh, from being just a you know regular guest on the show to being um, uh, 
Tucker Carlson's uh, uh, pro bono defense attorney uh and uh and to take up some of the claims that greenwald made so um uh, owen has done um, a bit of writing on this uh and some very good kind of like research just basically showing the frequency of glenn greenwald's praise for tucker carlson and how that has increased pretty much at the rate at which uh, Greenwald appearing on Fox News has increased. Uh, so, so welcome, uh, uh, Owen. And uh, uh, yeah, I, do, do you want to maybe uh, say just a few words about this Carlson Greenwald relationship? Yeah, thanks, Jeet. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think I would actually start by kind of going off of something that you just said, which is that uh, Glenn has kind of made himself into Tucker's defense attorney. Uh, and that, that is kind of the way that Greenwald approaches any kind of criticism of Carlson whatsoever. He takes this kind of, I mean, it's a very specific uh, legal defense kind of strategy approach where Greenwald will just throw everything at the wall that he possibly can to muddy the waters, to kind of uh, change up the way that the conversation is going, to confuse the issue. Uh, to the point that you're then just arguing uh, the semantics of what Greenwald was arguing, or, or you know, if, you, if maybe you're just fighting uh, the battle on his terms. I think that his uh, largely incoherent, rambling uh, article that he wrote uh, on Monday, which was you know meant as a defense of Tucker Carlson, uh, which, which comes in like somewhere around like five or six thousand words. Uh, the first like over half, I mean, like, like maybe even like two thirds or three quarters of it is just Greenwald ranting and, and raving and just going on and on and on uh, about how uh, like, like there were other shootings over the last like five years where, you know, the, the politics of the people who were involved could uh, be construed to uh, maybe lean liberal or left. And so therefore, you know, like the, the only fair way to approach this would be uh, to hold uh, Bernie Sanders and Rachel Maddow uh, accountable for. I mean, it's, it's a pretty incoherent argument, but again, the point is not, uh, you know, to, to actually build an actual case or to have any kind of principle. Uh, the point is to defend Tucker at all costs, because for Glenn, you know, what, what, uh, what Tucker is providing is a chance for Glenn to be on the TV. And if Glenn is allowed to be on the TV, that's all that matters. Um, and so his his defenses of him, I, I, I kind of think that they're basically about that, that that Glenn is uh, really enamored of the idea that he can be on television. And so that opportunity is enough for uh, Tucker to basically win his loyalty. Um, but that shallow approach to things aside. Uh, Greenwald's politics have shifted pretty far to the right lately. I would say over the last couple of years, um, you know, not only has he been allied with Tucker Carlson and the larger Fox News kind of ecosystem, uh, he is also kind of tilting into the fringes of the IDW right. Uh, that's the, the uh, so-called uh, uh, heavy scare quotes on intellectual, intellectual dark web. Uh, which, you know, like Barry Weiss and Brett Weinstein and, and all of these kind of Peter Thiel connected figures are a part of. Uh, Glenn is kind of a part of that, too. And as he's become closer to these, uh, these, th this group, he 
you know, he's, he's been kind of promoting ever, ever more kind of outlandish uh, right-wing theories, especially on COVID vaccine, stuff like that. Uh, he's also, you know, he's, he's, he's tilting pretty far into just open transphobia at this point. Um, he counts anti-trans hate movement figures like uh, Jesse Single and Katie Herzog as personal friends and has appeared on their podcast, at least has appeared on a podcast with Herzog in which he uh, talked about how uh, trans people are, are, are pushing back gay rights because uh, there's uh, apparently not enough civil rights to go around. Um, and, and he's also, uh, he's, and I think that another thing that's very interesting um, is that in the Buffalo Shooters Manifesto, which I think we're going to get to in a second here, but not only did he kind of repeat the same kind of language that Tucker Carlson was using, but he also uh, posted one uh, cartoon by this neo-Nazi cartoonist known as Stone Toss. Um, and people who, you know, astute Greenwald watchers like myself uh, will tell you that uh, Greenwald uh, happily retweeted a Stone Toss political cartoon just a few months ago. So this has all kind of been building for a while. Um, I, I, I would say that like, there, so there are basically two things as far as I see it. One is Greenwald's tilt to the right, uh, which I think is, is intellectually uh, consistent. I think that he does actually hold a lot of these beliefs. And the other is just kind of his uh, fawning sycophancy towards Tucker because Tucker gets him on TV. Yeah, no, no. I, I think this is a case where, you know, one sort of um, uh, ideological orientation aligns quite nicely with, you know, one sort of economic self-interest. And I, I think, yeah, I think Greenwald uh, does have a, a lot of these um, uh, kind of a- attitudes. Um, let's talk a little bit about the... Um, the shooters um, manifesto uh, and the uh, and also sort of Greenwald's kind of um, uh, account of it. You know, I mean, the the, the shooters manifesto um, the uh, is a uh, a very standard. You know, like it's something that we've seen before in uh, uh, you know really going back to Anders uh, Breivik if not earlier but uh, you know in these mass shootings uh, a lot of complaint about uh, uh, white replacement um, the uh, and the sort of critique of the sort of you know standard um, uh, conservative movement as you know like having the right instincts but not going far enough that to say you know like if the if the conservatives you know really uh believed the the stuff they would be doing what we're doing which is shooting people but uh they're not they're not actually uh uh, doing that um and in some ways i just want to say about um greenwald's account of all this because he like tries to say that um the uh uh you know uh shooters thing is eclectic and there's some truth to that except that it's eclectic in a way that's quite familiar with this quadrant of the you know fascist far right that is you know like borrowing from different um uh elements but it's it's very coherent and it's eclectic in a way that like you know doesn't actually serve greenwald's own argument because greenwald himself uh like often says well you look at these people you call right wing like tucker carlson they're actually anti-war and they're critical of corporate culture he actually once said tucker carlson is a socialist so i don't see like to, to say that the uh oh we have to see this uh shooter as being eclectic uh and not in common with that uh, Tucker Carlson is a little bit odd when your whole argument is that also Tucker Carlson and and Trump himself are eclectic. 
Uh, do you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I mean, you know, the 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 manifesto is you know heavily plagiarized. Uh, there's not a lot of original thought in it. Um, you know, a lot of it comes off of uh, other manifestos from other white supremacist shooters. Um, the, the one coherent through line, though, is uh, right wing white replacement uh, conspiracy theory. And uh, to to try to dilute that in any way, uh, the way that Greenwald is, is, is simply like completely dishonest. Um, you know, he conservatives hate Fox News, I think, or like, like, or this guy hates Fox News and hates conservative. I mean, you know, people on the right say that all the time. Um, uh, uh, Donald Trump criticized Fox News frequently while on the campaign trail. And uh, we didn't hear uh, anything from from Glenn about that, of course, you know, but that, that, that might be difficult for Fox. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it is the fact that, you know, like you have a sort of, you know, aggressively, you know, fascistic authoritarian uh, part of the, the right wing coalition, and they are often critical of the more moderate elements, you know, as rhinos, as, you know, like, you know, being dishonest. Uh, If you, if you read the far right literature often, it's like, you know, conservative Inc. These guys are just in it for the money. And like, you know, one, one good, um, note like on the other side like you know like if people on the left like you know it's not uncommon that people who are like on the left are very critical of nancy pelosi or uh you know the uh, uh msnbc or whatever i mean but, but but that doesn't say anything about fundamental political alignment it's, it's like you're trying to push these it's um the people who are, who are critical of pelosi on those grounds aren't abandoning the uh left-wing coalition they're, they're trying to push it in a particular direction. So the critiques of conservatism that are in the manifesto are, are a very common hard right thing of like trying to push the you know right-wing coalition further to the right. Um, and you're right, like, 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 like the, the burden of the manifesto is this idea of replacement theory. And, you know, um, that is something that um, there's now, is very common on Tucker Carlson show. I mean, I think one of the major achievements of Tucker Carlson show is that it's taken replacement theory, which had been, you know, the purview of the, um, um, uh, you know, Stormfront, V-Dare, American Renaissance, the real race, uh, uh, openly racist right, and like, you know, mainstream debt. Um, and I would recommend listeners like take a look at the New York Times at a very lengthy sort of uh, series on Tucker Carlson, and then it's documented at great length. And um, one of the interesting uh, pieces of documentation was an actual quote from, uh, you know, a former Tucker Carlson associate um, uh, uh, editor, former editor at the Daily Caller who had been uh, uh, worked with uh, Carlson named Scott Greer. And he basically said that, you know, like what uh, Carlson is doing is he's getting like, you know, millions of baby boomers to talk in the same language as V. Dare and American Renaissance. And uh, I think that's, uh, I think that's exactly right. And that that is the the language of uh, the manifesto of this great replacement. And there, there's, um, I just want to note, make one note about a particular sort of move of um, obfuscation that Greenwald is now making on Twitter. And we see many other people saying, which is to say, well, you know, like people talk about demographic change all the time. You know, there's a famous book, The Emerging Democratic Majority, saying how, you know, like immigrants are going to be a part of um, a rising 
Democratic Party. So like, why is like uh, that okay? But you know, talking about replacement, not okay. And it's it's like a total move of conflating two very different things. Like like you know, like demographics are always changing. Like especially like in a place like North America, like actually like, you know, like from the time of Columbus and, you know, like going even before Columbus, like there's never been static demographics in any society. Um, but that is very different than the great replacement theory, which is a conspiracy theory that there are these like, you know, um, leftist elites, uh, often coded Jewish, you know, like Soros, who are like trying to destroy white society by bringing in immigrants to replace white people and to believe and that, you know, like one has to a believe in the conspiracy theory, but also believe in a zero sum game uh, of society to say that, you know, if like my family immigrated from India to Canada. So like if we come into Canada, it's not like we're, we're um, uh, moving to a new nation and adding to it. It's like we're, we're replacing, replacing somehow replacing someone else. And some white people have to be kicked out of the country or are going to lose position or status within the country. And that is, you know, like, um, that that's very different than saying there's demographic changes that are going to have like you know political and social consequences. It, it's it's a yeah, it's a very uh, 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 dire racist view of society, and it's a view of society that is on Tucker Carlson's show all the time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I would say that you know uh, one way to like look at this, um, as you're saying, you know, your family. So your family came from India uh, to Canada. And under this theory, uh, you would have like, quote unquote, replaced somebody. Right. But like nobody's saying this to uh, to the members of my family who, you know, who who moved here, you know, in the last like 30, 40 years from Ireland. Right. Like, mm -hmm. why aren't they saying that? They, I mean, it, obviously, we know why. Why not? Right. We, we know why. Because yeah. the, because the replacement itself is not about uh, and, and uh, a so, you know, a, a, a so-called immigrant or migrants or whatever. Uh, coming to coming to one of these countries, the uh, the point is that it's the wrong kind of of immigrant or 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 migrant. Um, and so I, I just I mean this stuff is just not like de like defensible in any way. Um, and uh, you know like like from from this intellectually, it's just not defensible. Like it's just pretty much impossible. And what Greenwald is doing, um, which I think is. And, and, and I realize that this is a pretty tall order, right? I think this is probably one of the most slimy things I've seen him do uh, recently, which is to basically say that because people have, because political scientists, uh, especially like liberal leaning ones have made the observation uh, that demographic change in the US, if the US uh, functioned as the type of democracy where uh, representation was, you know, kind of like at a one-to-one -one, uh, to the population, as opposed to the kind of, uh, republic and, and vote well anyway like that's that's a whole other tangent to go on but um but it, like if, if it did function in that way that then you know there like that the uh political makeup of the country would look a lot different um and that is like one of the reasons that you know like these attacks on voting have happened and is because uh very explicitly uh the gop and the right have tried to stop this from happening and have have tried to have this like rule by min by minority by m numerical minority and uh the democrats have tried to embrace uh the the democrat the demographic change 
in order for their uh, for their political advantage. And 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 look, like those are two. Um, I, I think that there is a little bit of a distinction to make there. Uh, to then when we jump into great replacement, which is this, uh, you know, this, this specific idea, like you were saying, that these liberal elites are doing this intentionally and that it is part of a project that's being run by this shadowy cabal, as you said, of like almost 100% coded Jewish. Um, if, and anyone who denies that is, I'd like, I would urge you to like, actually like look into like the history of anti-Semitism and what this stuff looks like. Uh, because like all of all of the uh, the, the catchphrases and, and and all of that stuff is right there, and and this is what it is. And so, uh, it, for for Greenwald to then kind of suggest that anyone making this observation, especially as a liberal, uh, is is doing the same thing uh, as as what Carlson is doing, is just so fundamentally dishonest. I mean, it's just so completely deceitful. Um, and so intentionally in bad faith uh, that I'm just really almost at a loss uh, as to kind of explain how anyone could possibly take this seriously. And I really don't even understand how anyone uh, with any like shred of principle at this point can stand by him or work with him or do anything at this point, because it is, it is, it is very clear like what he's doing and the kind of uh, language and politics that he is is trying to push forward now, and whether or not he's doing it, whether he's doing it because uh, because he actually believes in it or because he likes being on TV, it doesn't really matter. Uh, like like the the net effect is is incredibly damaging and and destructive, and a, a type of right wing entryism that's even worse than I think uh, you know what what he has been doing. Up until I mean, I, I think I think things have certainly gotten worse in like the last three to six months. Uh, but but this is e- even even with that, this seems like an escalation in terms. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think that's that's right. And I, I want to just like zero in on uh, this point, because, I you know, like the other point to say, well, there's, ter- uh, you know, like shootings and terrorists of different ideological stripes and, you know, one shouldn't be selective like you know, I have a disagreement with that, but it's it's like on a on the level of like um, I don't think like anti-black racism uh, functions in the same way that like sort of criticism of the police does, right? Like it's just it's not like they don't occupy the same like uh, uh, ideological uh, social space. They're just not an, an, an analogous. But but we'll leave that aside. But I mean, I think the more this the second point um, that you know like. Uh, that there's like this, um, the shooter and Greenwald uh, uh, are not only not the same, but they're completely opposite. That is, the, that is a really like a huge claim. And it's, it's, it's in effect, um, uh, you know, if not agreeing with Carlson, like giving Carlson a huge car, uh, cover for his racism. And I, I just want to quote a little bit of what Greenwald is saying. Um, which is that uh, the uh, you know saying that the um, the the shooter uh, targeted um, American citizens who were black and uh, because he saw like uh, any black person as you know already in the United States as replacing uh, white Americans and then Greenwald's sort of gloss on this is that 
uh, to claim that Carlson ever said anything remotely like this or believes it is just an outright lie. Indeed, with great frequency, Carlson has said that the priority of the U.S. government should be the protection and of and concern for American citizens of all races. And a little bit further on, um, uh, Tarrant and uh, Gendron, uh, a, a shooter and an alleged shooter, believe and explicitly say that any non-white citizen of a European country is automatically, quote, an invader who must be killed and or deported uh, to turn the country all white. Carlson believes the, exactly the opposite that the proper citizen of the United States is multiracial and that black Americans and Latin Americans and Asian Americans are every bit as much US citizens with all the same claims to rights and protections as every other American citizen. Um, Carlson's anti-immigration and replacement arguments are aimed at the idea um, that large uncontrolled immigration harms American citizens who are already here. Now, so there's, there's kind of like a lot to unpack um, there, but I mean, what, I, first of all, I, I would say like, it's basically, he's setting the terms so that one has to have only the most extreme racism can count as racism. That if you have to actually believe you have to deport and kill all non-whites and then you belong to this ideology. But obviously like, you know, like racism is a spectrum and there's a lot of very terrible racists who did not actually like believe that and were actually, you know, like the slave owners didn't want to deport and kill uh, all non-whites. They wanted them as slaves. So <laughs> one could say, well, okay, the slave owners have nothing in common uh, with this guy who uh, wants a white uh, controlled America. No, it, it, it's not the same. Um, you, what, you can have like a type of racism. Most American racists have not wanted an all, all white America. They want a hierarchical America where whites are on top and you have people of color as a kind of servant class um, or a servant caste. Uh, so it's just like the, the, to recast racism so that only the most genocidal racism is racism is like, first of all, it's already a kind of apologia. But the second point um, is this idea that Glenn Greenwald, you know, believes in equality for all American citizens who are already there. I mean, I, I think that's just sort of uh, belied by um, his uh, uh, many kind of statements, you know, about how diversity hurts America, how immigrants, you know, uh, are making America dirtier and, you know, like more uh, a, a worse place to live. Um, I'll just uh, mention that the, um, he had on um, Penn uh, State Law Professor, uh, Penn University Law Professor Amy Wax on his show. Uh, and she's like, you know, very much, uh, you know, on a, uh, someone of um, extreme racist views. Uh, and on the show, she said that Blacks and other non-Western groups, quote, harbor sh resentment, shame, and envy uh, against, quote, the uh, outside achievement and contributions of uh, 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 Western peoples, you know, white people. Um, so, you know, and, you know, she's spoken out against like, you know, uh, having immigrants from Asia. So, so that's a kind of point of view where, you know, like you don't want to like deport and kill like all non-whites, but you see them as 
uh, America as a, a hierarchy, as a ladder, and these are people who should be at the bottom. And if they're complaining, it's simply due to the fact that they're resentful of the people who are superior to them. And that's what you get on the Tucker Carlson show. So I don't think that one can say that that's, you know, totally the opposite of what the shooter believes. No, no, I think that, I mean, I, I, I do think that the shooter... In the shooter's manifesto, which I have 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 read, um, you know, he he does talk about how he wants, uh, you know, uh, only, like Jews should only live in Israel, and 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 anyone who's black should only live in Africa, and uh, but I mean, somehow white people should live in North America, but there's not really a lot of like intellectual consistency here, um, but uh, the. So, so I would say that is a, a minor distinction, uh, but uh, Carlson's uh, to say that Carlson doesn't believe in a racial hierarchy is simply um, it just it just like it, it strains uh, credulity uh, to to even like I, like I don't even know how he even like typed that sentence um, and and like thought that it was like legit. I mean, and the thing is that really. I mean, I think that you laid out the case pretty well. Why? Why this is just obviously not true, um, and and why it's just laughable. Um, and well, and I, 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 I want to like, like kind of like maybe um, underscore that a little bit because the, the the idea is that you can have a multiracial America and also want to keep out non-white immigrants, and that that's a you know like that the um, um, uh, makes you you know not a racist. Uh, and, you know, I mean, so Carlson's view, and I, I think it's very significant, like he said this once, uh, you know, that the 1965 Immigration Act was like, you know, like one of the worst assaults on democracy ever, because, you know, it changed the character of the country. Now, the, um, for, you know, listeners uh, who don't know the detail, like, you know, prior to 65, you know, going back to the Immigration Act of the 1924, which was, you know, like, grew out of the racism of the moment of the, you know, the rise of the second Ku Klux Klan uh, and of race science um, being on the bestsellers list. Uh, the 1924 Immigration Act, you know, created a quota system that severely limited uh, immigration uh, so that, you know, like it would be easy to immigrate if you're from Northern Europe, uh, but not from uh, really the rest of the world. Um, they were, with the exception of, you know, like the um, California, um, Farmers had exemptions for like Mexican labor or whatever, but but still, like like it was a very 1924 was a very racist immigration act. It was actually the act that you know like allowed um, um, uh, that kept Jews Jewish refugees from coming to America in the 30s, and the 1965 act was like one of the first moves away from that. And you know it still had problems, um, but it still like was a move towards you know more. Um, uh, a, a, an immigration system that's less racist. And so for Carlson to just like focus on 65 uh, and say like that was an assault on democracy, um, you know, the, the, the basic thinking here is that like admitting, you know, like immigrants from Africa, from Asia, 
from even like, you know, like Italy and like, you know, Russia, like that is like uh, undermining, you know, the true core American identity. And if, if that's what you believe, then I don't think that, you know, you believe that all American citizens are equal, regardless of their race. And I think, you know, it's not insignificant that the 65 Immigration Act came at the moment of the civil rights movement, that domestic racism and, you know, racism in the immigration policy, they go together. And so, like, the, the, what Carlson is saying is, is, is sort of, you know, um, very clearly growing out of a, a view of racial hierarchy in America. And uh, Greenwald, for whatever reason, is, you know, wants to um, uh, act as a defense attorney for that and to, like, paint that in the best possible light and really, like, like uh, present a dishonest picture of what that is, what that ideology is. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think I think 65 is I, I mean, like you're right. Right. Like that came in the center of the civil rights movement. Uh, you know, the project of political conservatism in the U.S. as it exists today um, and has it as it has existed for uh, both of our lifetimes uh, is uh, a product of the backlash, the white backlash of the civil rights movement. That is the driving force. Uh, behind U.S. conservatism um, and probably will be for, for the foreseeable future. Um, and, and, you know, th this has been the, like race has been the, the kind of fulcrum of, of history as far as the U.S. goes, as far as U.S. politics goes. It has been the major force uh, that kind of separates uh, the two, like if you, if you kind of went into a binary and said there were kind of like two sides to American politics, if you were like really oversimplifying it to say that, you know, you, I, I think that you could say that that is like the one major uh, fault line. Um, and, and, you know, this isn't about like parties. This is about just like ide ideology. Um, and so Carlson is certainly uh, doing a very specific dog whistle uh, when he says that, just like he's doing a very specific dog whistle when he says they, you know, they are trying to... Uh, replace you or, or have someone take your place or whatever, whatever language he is using uh, to make these points. Uh, the, the message is very clear. It is, it is appealing to this specific demographic, this specific ideology and the same, and, and, and the ideology of the Buffalo shooter uh, is the same ideology. It's just, uh, it's, it's just, it's just a little bit different in, in, in the details, but uh, the idea of white supremacy uh, is the same. So uh, as for like, you know, uh, Greenwald defending this, I mean, it, like for him it, to say that, to say that Carlson wants a multiracial democracy is just, I mean, it's just dishonest because I don't think that Glenn is that stupid. I really don't. I, like, I don't like, look, I don't think that he's a very good writer. Um, I don't think that he's an honest person. Um, and I don't think that he is pr principled, but I don't think that he's stupid. Um, and so when I see, uh, him acting and behaving in this way, you know, like defending Carlson and, and putting forward these arguments that are just like, like laughable on their face, just completely, um, completely unbelievable. Like, like there's just no way that, that you could kind of like, like look at this stuff and think that, that there was like, you know, a shred of honesty in it. Um, I think, I think what he's really doing is he's showing just how, little respect he has uh for his audience that he thinks that they that they are stupid enough that they are actually going to believe it when he says this stuff when he says that tucker carlson doesn't believe in a racial hierarchy um when he, when 
when he, uh, you know, shrieks in outrage over over the idea that somebody might, you know, draw a connection between Carlson's rhetoric and the rhetoric of the shooter in the manifesto. Um, all, all of this stuff is just, it's just, I mean, can I swear? Sure, of course, yeah, yeah. It's just a bunch of bullshit. I, like, I just, like, there's just really no other word for it. You know, I, I read that, I read that essay of his, uh, you know, like, in, in terminable, like really difficult to read just like on and on and on endless. And the only thing that was, that was more apparent to it besides the fact that he needs an editor is the fact that he's writing it in completely bad faith. Like there's just no, there's no consistency. There's no principle behind it at all. Um, And then, you know, and, and, and he's of course, and then he's, of course he's rewarded. He's rewarded by uh, getting to go on to, uh, Tucker Carlson's show. He's his first guest on Monday. Um, you know, he, and, and, you know, he was just, uh, in Tucker's, uh, you know, uh, wood paneled, uh, studio for his Fox nation show for a nice cozy little chat for a couple hours last week. But, um, you know, so like, like these guys hang out quite, a, quite a bit. Like they, they obviously, uh, spend some time together. They're, they're, they're friendly. They, uh, well, I, I don't actually, I've never actually seen, Carlson get Greenwald's back, but Greenwald definitely has Carlson's back. And, um, you know, during his appearance on Monday, uh, so they discussed, Carlson and Greenwald uh, discussed uh, the shooter in the context of how uh, unfair it was for anyone to be criticizing Carlson or, or anyone on the right for their politics, for their great replacement conspiracy theories, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, like during this conversation, uh, Green, like in, in, in this conversation, like they never mentioned the manifesto. They never mentioned great replacement theory. They never mentioned uh, the white supremacist background of the shoot. They never mentioned any of this stuff, any of it. Uh, all they talked about was how mean it was that people were, were going after Tucker. And in that conversation, uh, Greenwald referred to a, a, quote, morally atrocious act, close quote. And he wasn't talking about the shooting. Uh, he wasn't talking about the great replacement theory, cons- uh, conspiracy theory, right? He wasn't talking about um, any of the ugly anti-immigration or anti-black or, or, or anti-whatever um, statements that Carlson or anybody else on the right has, has made. No, the morally atrocious act here uh, was tying together the, uh, the ideology of the shooter and the ideology of Tucker. Uh, to, and, and he said something to the effect of like, before the bodies are cold. Um, which, I mean, okay, first of all, from someone like Greenwald, who has written about how, uh, you know, like political deaths are not a reason to, you know, uh, not talk about the political ramifications, the realities around why, uh, like, like, you know, like, he, like, he's talked about how, how political, politicizing death is not a bad thing, necessarily, right? If, 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 yeah. if, there, if there's a... Yeah, he is right about that. He's completely right about that. And that's why it is right to talk about the right wing ideology and rhetoric uh, that mirrors the Buffalo shooters. Um, But in this case, for some reason, it's a morally atrocious act. And the reason is really simple. It's really not that complicated. It's because Tucker Carlson is the subject is the subject of these criticisms. And Glenn just simply can't allow that to happen. Uh, Like he will do anything to defend Tucker. uh, And and, uh, I think very obviously, because then he gets to go on TV. Yeah, no, I think that uh, uh, right now, I want to say I'm going to here extend uh, an offer uh, 
for uh, Glenn Greenwald if he wants to come on and talk to me about this. Uh, he's uh, free to do so. I've had uh, him on uh, the podcast before. Uh, but um, I have to say, like, uh, uh, Owen has offered a very cogent critique and uh, one that I agree with. Uh, so uh, thank you, uh, Owen, for being on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks for having me. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.